Welcome to Approaching Infinity, where we focus on the latest in finance, technology, and innovation. We present you with interesting and unique stories, news, and interviews to help you understand your limits and how to exceed them. Now, here's your host, Justin Rupnarine. Hey, thank you again, guys, for joining. I know it's been a while, but um, uh, yeah, today I'm excited to bring on someone who I really truly consider a friend and someone who's helped me along my journey. And today we're focusing a little bit on the finance and innovation side. So hopefully for all listeners tuning in, uh, you get a little nugget to take away. So without further further ado, I want to introduce Giulio Sartori. He is a great friend of mine. He has traveled across the world working in numerous financial roles. He has founded several companies. Is truly inspiration. And his current project, he is a founder and partner at Globify Bank. So I brought him on today to talk us through a little bit of that and just to hear his story. So uh, without further ado, Julio, uh, thank you for joining. Thank you, Justin, for hosting me and uh, to all of you listeners listening to us today, tonight, here in Manhattan, 325 Fifth Avenue. Um, so today is not about uh, my journey and the Globify Bank, but about your journey as a youngster and entrepreneurs willing to make a difference in the world. Um, probably our listeners are successful owners. I can imagine they are opening SMIs, having strong interest in the financial industry and as well entrepreneurship. So I, I welcome you all to listen to our podcast. Thank you, Justin. Of course. Yes, no, uh, several listeners. Yeah, they're, uh, this podcast itself has been great. Uh, we've had meetups in New York occasionally, and a lot of people come just from the finance industry itself and uh, just other uh, engineers that we've met. So I'm sure uh, we'll have some great topics to talk about today. So uh, uh, I, I know you didn't want to focus too much on yourself, but just uh, if you could, just a quick little spiel, you know, a little bit of background, anything uh, besides that I didn't mention before that you'd be interested in. Sharon. Of course, of course. Yeah. So let, let me introduce me briefly. So I always been challenged since I finished my high school uh, in Italy. I'm originally Italian. My family was in the industrial, so different background than financials. And uh, my mindset since early beginning was uh, open to new challenges and cultures and opportunities. Having uh, my family uh, bringing me to Switzerland because of private banking, uh, China and US um since when i was a young kid so i learned multiple languages um, i went through different um, situations and schools and uh, people in spain germany and london i met my wife from kiev which is a, a strong and unique personality she helped me out in the most uh, daunting challenging situations i face in my life so since a kid, um, I was a great entrepreneur, you know, trying to sell things, uh, getting couriers what can work online. And um, especially in the investment world, pick up my interest and the money game always appealed me. Yeah, um, that's like, that's truly incredible. Like uh, uh, me personally, it's like, you know, having that experience of traveling the world, you know, being raised in Italy, going to Switzerland, by the way, beautiful country I visited recently. It's uh, great there. But um no, that's incredible just to hear your perspective and how your travels and uh, various ventures and jobs around the world have changed. You know, it's a wealth of knowledge, truly. And um, I, I, I do want to touch on, you know, uh, I'm sure your current venture itself, uh, you know, 
uh, the Globified Bank. Uh, first of all, banking. To me, it's, um, it, it, you know, I understand a bank, but I don't understand the interworkings of it. You know, how is it actually uh, founded? I don't know. So, there we go. But um, no, if you can, you know, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are curious, you know, starting Globified Bank, right? How exactly does one start? Why did you, uh, how did you end up starting a bank, more or less? <laughs> yeah. And then what could uh, what could some of our listeners take away if they wanted to, you know, maybe pursue a similar journey or, you know, have just general questions about banking? Absolutely. Thank you, yeah. Justin. So five years ago, 10 years ago, I never thought I would have uh, taken this uh, journey, which is um, quite challenging, I have to say, especially today during this uh, troublesome uh, international environment in the banking industry. Everything started during the COVID outbreak. Uh, I have been approached by a great friend of mine in Zurich, in our office, and uh, he's a managing director of a great consulting firm. And he was chatting with me about the great challenges and opportunities of this great economic shift and uh, what will be next, okay? So we analyzed the market and different industries trying to understand uh, what could work out and what how we could benefit out of this situation, COVID, okay? And by the end of the week, we definitely decided we wanted mm-hmm. to disrupt the country renowned for Swiss banks with a new bank. So it was a, a bold <laughs> yeah, thing, as you can imagine. In Switzerland, as a young boy, uh, I got to know the in and out of the business. I got connected with all the asset protection managers, banking lawyers, private bankers, and as well abroad in London, India, and China. So it was a fun experience um, all over the world because I get to know uh, at dinner, you know, how these people think, what they're looking for, how they strategize into a client diversification, asset protection portfolio. We discuss about uh, unique investment strategies and how to safely grow the portfolio, okay? So essentially, Swiss banking, um, and now I speak as a user because I want to mm-hmm. connect with all of you user guys, not, uh, not, not bankers at all. Okay. So this journey, this topic is just about you today. So Swiss banking, it's all about asset protection, diversification and privacy. Okay. Um, in Switzerland, unfortunately we realize there is a quite huge technology gap. Okay. So the COVID, uh, at that time, uh, tested people resilience, okay, psychology, but also political, economical, uh, trade systems were challenged, okay. Institutions uh, employing better practices, AI, digital technologies, and the ones who are truly customer obsessed were able to leap into the future, okay, and reap mm-hmm. more profits, uh, less employees turnover, more. Uh, customer satisfaction and less churns, happier customers uh, connected with the employees of a company, okay? So Switzerland, because of its history, uh, tuned into, let's say, 200 years ago in the past, okay? Um, shows how, um, a, so to say, a fixed mindset is a, a pros when it comes to safe policies, but also cons because it goes against innovation. Right. Would you say it's like stuck in stuck in certain ways, you know, more or less? Totally correct. Totally mm-hmm. correct. So in the past, basically, Switzerland was uh, mostly concerned about hiding the assets of uh, wealthy individuals, okay, since the original outbreak of the Nazi regime, okay? 
So this uh, turned into tax evasion, unfortunately, oh, wow. uh, for multiple countries, including the US. Okay. And uh, this is what we call the bad uh, banking legacy. And that's why um, some investors ask us why we don't consider to acquire an existing bank. Mm -hmm. And the answer is because we acquire the ledgers, we acquire the history. And unfortunately, in Swiss banking, sometimes it's a bit done. And mm -hmm. we aim to start off of the shelves, okay? So as a new okay. brand entity. Um, today, Switzerland, uh, fortunately, is transitioning into a new situation where there is more transparency, responsibility, and accountability um, as the industry is demanding for these qualities. And, and since the FATCA, the situation has pretty much changed. Okay, so there is full disclosure between the FIMA, the Swiss Financial Regulator, mm -hmm. and the ECC. Okay, so it's our task and duty to be fully compliant. Okay, um, right. when it comes to Swiss banking, it's always about uh, what I call the magic triangle, okay, to be successful. So one is technology. Uh, Switzerland and Swiss banks have been, um, unfortunately, a sort of laggards in the industry with obsolete, outdated, okay. multi-layer monolithic IT systems. Um, and since the inception of history of UBS, Credit Suisse and major Swiss banks, um, innovation has been a constant uh, uh, problem, okay? And the system were very costly to maintain and to run, okay? Okay. And the second type of a triangle is the regulatory. So it's important to remember that we are not a software house company. We are a full certified um, bank, okay? Right. With a crypto license as well. The third point is always the budget. So even as a bank, uh, we have investors relations and we always have to keep in mind where do we target the highest customers pain points. Mm -hmm. So you as a user. Okay. So by investing less money in marketing budgets and attracting more audiences. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that's, that's a great summary. I, I, I want to touch on a few points too, because, um, uh, uh, incredible, but going back to you know, I know you wanted to leave some some uh, inputs and advice for the uh, you know up and coming professionals or maybe some people. So going back a bit earlier to when you started, um, you mentioned you met with several professionals, managing directors, and whatnot. Uh, do you have any, uh, I guess, words of wisdom or you know something that just stuck with you that you maybe want to impart to the audience or some young listeners as well? Sure, uh, if anything comes to mind. <sighs> So yeah. as a as a young individual, they will uh, always sort of say, look um, upon you. So they will challenge challenge your ideas. You will be constantly uh, challenged, improving uh, what you're saying, what you're mm -hmm. trying to achieve and accomplish. And until you don't make it, you're just a visionary. So it's up to you right. to disprove the system, disprove the uh, status quo of the industry and you need to be very bold you need to be very consistent persistent and at the end um, your mission and values and your and achievement so this company has to be your life mission because sometimes it might take mm -hmm. uh, months years to get to the point where you consider yourself successful you know oh so, no i wholeheartedly agree with that yeah. statement you know a lot of people have uh ideas but it really takes a special person to truly find their passion and then make that their life's goal and hey i will not stop till i accomplish this 
and uh, really just have the persistence, like you said, to just finish this to the end, you know, knowing that you're passionate about Sometimes it's oh, yeah. So you have to, you are a small fish uh, flowing <laughs> oh, in the yeah. stream, you know? <laughs> oh man, we know. Um, but no, one day, uh, actually on that point too, you know, why don't, why don't we talk about some of the challenges, you know, if you had to maybe pick out certain uh, challenges or obstacles you had to overcome, I'm sure some of the audience members would like to know, you know, what particular uh, things did you face on this journey? Uh, anything interesting of note? And then how did you overcome it? Yeah. You know? Absolutely. So yeah. I'm a great fan and uh, reader of biographies, and I enjoy reading about uh, different startups from the Silicon Valley to German ones. I like to engage in the histories of uh, um, the Rothschilds, the Oppenheimer, the big uh, right. old families, you know, that uh, today are leading the planet. And um, one of the most uh, one of the most, I would say, challenging stories I like always to tell is the one of R&B. So every great startup is, uh, and the most successful ones are starting up during difficult times, okay? So mm -hmm. it's never ideal, but during crisis, there is always opportunity, abundance of uh, cheaper labor, and things change faster, okay? So war mm -hmm. is one classic example, faster innovation, uh, more investments, for example, during COVID period in AI, which eventually is uh, unfortunately rocketeering and defense space. Okay. Mm -hmm. So DOD department contracts, uh, the bulbs goes up slowly on the hill when there is economic growth, but, uh, they fly fast down from the window when there is economic recession. So take R and B again, there was a peak in demand in, uh, San Francisco, um, rentals and people were impacted financially by the crisis in 2008. And they were looking for a quick, easy and affordable accommodation. And these guys came up with idea, let's use technology to make it easier, faster, mm -hmm. you know, and our Swiss bank is exactly following the same mission. So make it more, e making it more easier and accessible for, um, for hosting international individuals in our bank account with, uh, okay. less demanding less demanding uh, onboarding financial bar, you know, so not anymore a million, a million plus, um, but 200K for Americans and uh, 15 to okay. 20K USD for emerging markets. Yeah, that, that's really good to hear. I mean, breaking it down to, you know, when I, I think of Swiss ranks, like you said before, I, mean, I think of yeah. you know, trust and privacy, but, you know, the fact that you're aiming to kind of break, well, not, uh, to, I guess, modernize it, so to say, with you know, the crypto license and yeah, the various other avenues you're going down. So that's, that's pretty incredible as well. Let me tell you this yeah. um, about challenges, Justin. So yeah. um, building a bank me means to build uh, technology systems, integrations, uh, finding literally the smartest people coming from finance. So portfolio managers, former bankers, you need to buy their soul. Okay. Because these people uh, cost a lot. I mean, their time costs a lot. They are already successful. So basically you are convincing them to transition into a new venture, uh, which is eventually is a startup. And just before opening doors uh, to customers might take years, as we mentioned, uh, just a license integration process takes uh, nine months. So to be fully wow. integrated, ready to go to market, it takes one year from the time you have the full funds in place. And the most important thing, as you know, is timing in any business, okay? So today we think that timing has really changed 
five to ten years ago, new banks were fully funded, okay, hitting large mm -hmm. financing uh, funds. Uh, so fintech funds were eager to drop hard money, you know, uh, no matter what in new banks. So we have a lot of examples from UK, Monsen Revolut in China, WeChat, uh, new bank from uh, Latin America, in Italy, Fineco Bank. Yeah digitalizing the private banking. There are a lot of fintech players in the Swiss market, which unfortunately are not profitable because um, oh, wow. by being a fintech player, you are very much restricted by the financial regulator uh, of what you can really do, you know? So you can just play around the payment system ecosystem, which unfortunately doesn't really uh, bring you much profits because it's, it has to be cheaper and faster. Our model is very smart mm -hmm. because combine the um, the fact of saving and giving you the chance of having your assets more diversified, more protected, and of course you will pay for that and you will be happy to pay for that. You know, of course. Um, we have also some cases like uh, Revolut uh, from UK that uh, prosper during the right uh, timing in which new banks were expanding fast but they might have problems of AML and QIC. Mm, um, yeah. So as you, as you might know, as a bank, you need always to be responsible. Okay. So Credit Suisse is another bad banking example <laughs> where customers essentially lost faith, not in the Swiss system, but in the, um, in the reputability of the bank itself, you know? So the concept of banking has changed as well. Uh, in Russia, you have Tinkoff and Alpha Bank. In Ukraine, Mon and private banks showing us as a smart players that um, a bank is just a brokerage platform. So you can buy your mm -hmm. vacation that fit your pockets. You can buy your train ticket and eventually the bank encompass all your financial journey and your fun life. Let's sort of say in this way. Of course. Um, and our ultimate mission eventually is this one. So create a model that encompasses well social media banking. It's a very quite new, interesting concept where we connect better people and better businesses, making sure we can exchange valuable information. So our target customers is people like you, um, mm -hmm. uh, working hard, building a business, um, willing to diversify from five to 10% in their Swiss bank account and making sure that if there is any political, geopolitical turmoil, uh, financial crisis, pandemic, uh, high debt on GDP, inflationary environment, you just, you just can benefit as if you mm -hmm. did an anti-cyclical investment, you know? Yeah, no, that's, that's excellent to hear. Um, I, I just want to touch on, um, an earlier point now, now that I think about it at a meetup, uh, someone asked me kind of, uh, how do I get certain members on my team? And, you, you know, like you mentioned earlier, you have to, you know, get them wholeheartedly involved, you have to buy, yeah, so to Absolutely. say, uh, their soul into it. So if you don't mind sharing, like how, how did you get, uh, I guess a partner of you or someone to join in your endeavor? Like what, what would, uh, or what would someone have to do to get them to join their team? You know, uh, industry agnostic, you know, if I want someone to join my fund or I want someone to join my startup, you know, is it equity? Is it debt? Is it, you know, how did you do it? If, if uh, sure. Um, yeah. So moving against all the nayers, uh, my greatest luck was to find the right HR stat hunting. Uh, mm -hmm. It's uh, the managing director of uh, 
um, of his uh, one of the greatest headhunting companies is Robert Walters. Mm-hmm. It's a listed company, and there is um, an international pool of talent. So my first concern and priority was to target uh, people that are very dynamic, thinking out of the box, very resourceful, with an inner driven mission. Um, and uh, and this guy really helped me a lot. So he be- he was the first to believe in my mission because I realized I needed really the best talent. And I bought him in with equity. So mm-hmm. I gave him a, a tiny share of equity in this bank. Okay. And he's constantly helping us out in uh, finding the right, uh, the right individuals, you know? So oh. that was yeah, a great. Good, um, major milestone because it's all about people in a startup, you know? And investors will be always challenging that part. So we have, um, a member from uh, Goldman Sachs, um, another one from Euronext, so major financial companies, you know, and not always necessarily linked with banking. Yeah, well, no, that I'm sure that'll be very useful for, for the audience and myself too. Um, you know, kind of also touching on, uh, you know, uh, how you said you uh, kind of the bank kind of came out of the pandemic and you were able to find a lot of people from there. I know current market conditions, especially with, you know, uh, Credit Suisse and, and just at least in the U.S., things are a little bit um, uh, turmoil. You know, there's quite a bit of turmoil. Where would you say, you know, how is your bank handling the, this right now? Or how are you handling the, the current times? And uh, where do you kind of see the bank's path in the future or painting that out? So how would you uh, address current market conditions and uh, maybe future market conditions in this, uh, this time? Yeah. Absolutely. So every time there is um, um, an international uh, geopolitical uh, shift. So Switzerland is always the best uh, destination on the top list of priorities of uh, uh, wealth managers, asset planners, asset protection managers, banking lawyers. And unfortunately, until today, Swiss banking has always been a privilege of the ultra high net worth individuals, okay, and the high net worthy ones. So those people f- from let's say uh, five to ten million plus in net worth, okay, uh, which have an excess of cash from uh, one to three million, and they say, okay, the Swiss bank account is my is my destination, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we have been assisting recently, it's a strong strong turmoil. So if you read probably the books of Ray Dalio's and other major hedge fund managers, you can see that history is always repeating again and again and again. So I can assure you, and this is not a prediction, but I can guarantee to you that in the next 5, 10, 20, 30 years, we will assist for sure to another pandemics, to another trade or military war, an inflationary crisis, uh, civil and political unrest. We see now with um, Turkey what is happening. They block the exchanges for five days because of the new presidential elections. We see what is happening in China. 200 million middle class Chinese are fleeing with families, with children, leaving their schools, their homes, their cultures. Um, they are leaving to California, US, Europe, Switzerland, Singapore. So this year, uh, because of the escape of uh, wealth from China. In Singapore, we expect 
from 200 to 300 new family offices opening doors wow. uh, in Singapore. So the amount of wealth is in the range of uh, hundreds of billions. Nobody can really quantify it. And uh, Swiss banking is uh, on the top list of these, you know, because when people are looking for safety, um, they go into Swiss, Swiss banking, you know, because Switzerland is a country that is uh, militarily neutral. So virtually never had the war. During the um, Hitler period, there was a plan to invade Switzerland from the Nazi, but they, they couldn't successfully put it on, uh, even on paper, you know, because it's a magic land surrounded by mountains and uh, they just have few entry points. Um, so this is to say that if you're worried about the future and probably I wouldn't tell you to be worried about the future, but to take preventive measures. Okay. That doesn't put all your eggs in one basket and successfully allow you to create generational wealth um, for yourself, for your partner, for your children. Okay. And all beyond right. this, and beyond mm -hmm. this, um, the Swiss bank account is also a great measure against uh, uh, civil lawsuits. So, it's a great shield separating private assets from uh, the business corporate assets. Oh yeah, that's that's incredible. I I didn't know some of those things myself before I started. You know, yeah. even before the show, before I met you, I started researching a lot of it, and it was incredible. Some of the stuff not that only, it's, not yeah. only um, I want to tell you this, Justin. So mm -hmm. in US alone, uh, you see everybody's telling, "Oh, Swiss um, US banks are very safe because." Um, Every account is FDIC insured. So today uh -huh. I was speaking with a manager in Wells Fargo and we, we had a nice laugh because I told him, you know, 18 trillions of uh, wealth of uh, American consumer is in uh, US boards, but only 200 billion is uh, FDIC insured. <laughs> and what is this fund? It's a treasury fund financed by taxpayers. So 2008 AIG, and all the big scandals with Lehman didn't teach much, you know, because it's going to happen exactly the same. Yep. And um, as Ray Dalio is saying, now we are on the peak of the wealth of the society. We are, we are already at stage five with a post pandemic and it might be even a war, you know. So China now is uh, taking aggressive eyes on Taiwan. We have um, North Korea and South Korea always on this tension line. Okay. We have um, uh, US already on a trade war against China. Right. And we have a BRICS alliance. Uh, I would call it currency geopolitical alliance. So China, India, Russia, Saudi, Middle East. We are buying Russian oil with um, planning to do it with different currencies than the USD. So essentially the stability of the US dollar is just two things. One is political control and militarily control on foreign nations. Also when it comes to commodity exchanging, okay, the oil. So this is a fun fact. I'm, I'm an American patriot, so I love US. <laughs> so, um, but um, I can tell you this. Um, so all the oil pipes uh, financed in Dubai and Abu Dhabi uh, were financed essentially by Americans on a deal, on a trade deal 
that U.S. government was um, sharing 50% of the revenues from these pipes, you know. So, and when uh, uh, Osama bin Laden said no for the first time, we would like to to break this agreement to continue on our own legs. Uh, yeah. Then uh, they call him a terrorist, you know. So yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's a, a quite fun fact. And 63% of foreign U.S. reserve today is stored in foreign government vaults. So if you undermine the principle where in foreign basket of currency, there are other currencies prevailing in the waiting while the US foreign currency decreases. Some people are talking about extinction of the US dollar. Um, oh, yeah. I don't believe on that. I'm, I'm against it, but I can pretty much guarantee that the US dollar will be hardly inflation. Okay. Oh so, yeah, no. Yeah, uh, from being here, we're we're feeling that inflation is um ever even though if, if our uh, I think core PC is going down slightly, but uh, I could tell everyday life, you know, things are just houses, homes, everything. It's taking a bite, and like you said, with the geopolitical, yeah. you know, even with the Russia Ukraine Russia Ukraine crisis, uh, you know, the growing emergence of uh, India and the uh, you know China, the uh, challenging the emerging power of China challenging the established power of the U.S. for this next phase of what what might come it's uh, yeah. and always interesting and always time consider, yeah. justin um yeah. one, once you you speak about inflation okay uh you always have to watch at the cpi okay so the oh, yeah. consumer price index so what do you put inside this basket okay do you put the food do you put the commodities the gasoline and you will be pretty much surprised how national statistics are against your um, yeah, <laughs> common logic. Okay, common calculation. It's incredible to see. Um, uh, real fast, I I want to touch on um uh, going back to Globify a little bit. I I know it's yeah. uh it's meant for retailer institutions. You know, there's a few product lines in the work, but I, I guess if you had to uh, summarize it, you know, why should you know in addition to what you said, maybe a one liner, why should retail use Globify as their preferred banking solution? Why should institutions maybe? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, would you like to go along that one side? Absolutely. Yeah. So myself and my team, uh, we early on validated the pain points by speaking with asset protection managers. So the problem number one of their customer based, okay, of clients was the high financing onboarding bar. So as we mentioned before, 1.5 million plus, uh only within uh ecc compliant banks okay because of the exchange relations between uh, switzerland and us um so until the three million bar i can tell you the swiss bank will be your worst enemy because of the fees so if you Mm -hmm. really want to diversify your portfolio um, you need to go on the five million plus because for every stock every etf funds that you will buy you will pay so much commission uh, the time required to to get onboarded, as I me- probably mentioned to you when I was young, um, I was flying to Switzerland and uh, we were having these lunches and dinners with the private bankers. But today is no use. The world uh, went mobile, you know. So okay. we should you should get onboarded from your sofa, you know, within a week, not a month, not three months, not being referred to have the privilege to get onboarded. Uh, so yourself, 
from uh, overnight you say i want to open my swiss web bank account you know let's do it uh, fast and quick uh, functionality and technology so we really bring one step forward uh, swiss retail banking with uh, checking accounts and flexibility of usage functionality is given for granted in the us but unfortunately is not when it comes to swiss banking so my consulting always uses a metaphor of the old dial phone compared to the new iPhone. So the, the new iPhone is scalable and in, in its usage and application, you can update and install new system. As the same, our bank has a new full blockchain uh, cloud core banking system, which allows a faster and easier and cheaper integration on new fintech modules. Okay. Um, so integration is key. So in one space, basically you have your NFTs, cryptos, crypto assets, and we also build a fun experience of uh, lining up different products where you can later on buy your insurances, your vacations, and you can ex as well exchange your ID profile with a snapshot of your financial with one click. So this is very important when you want to do business with a new potential partner. Okay. And you as a young individual, you don't have uh, resources to do so much due diligence about your connections, okay? And uh, you're mostly focused on building your company, not on doing due, due diligence, no. okay? So you're not a multinational company. Um, our clients as well, um, half of the planet, um, I can tell you, I've been speaking with uh, Brazil, uh, Georgia, Armenia, uh, Saudi, UAE, um, a lot of countries, they all understand that it's better to diversify, uh, not just the bank, but also the country. Okay. And there is no safer country than Switzerland. Uh, no one country is ever insulated by wars, trade, um, inflationary situations, and just check a history again, uh, check your and ask your parents, ask your relatives about their own experience, about your own country. You will be surprised about how many things you can learn. I learned as well a lot from uh, Italy, Italian banks, um, the, the past of 200 years, you know, all the things that happened since, um, let's say, Mussolini and all these um, dictatorship situations, you know. So we allow young customers to build and grow your wealth. But uh, for the first time, you customer, you will hear the concept of preservation, okay? Um, and um, to allow your children to start not from zero point again, but uh, to have a solid rock solid base, okay? Um, so we are assisting to the largest wealth redistribution and we are conscious about this, okay? So. We are aiming to build an institution that in 150 years will leave uh, a mark, a success mark of prestige. Okay. And um, we hope that our customers will enjoy having multiple exchanges, benefiting from uh, Forexes. Okay. You can uh, open your multi currency saving account uh, with up to 23 currencies. Okay. Uh, we enable the business of remittances. Um, so there are a lot of benefits on the pipeline. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That's incredibly modern Swiss bank. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's great to it's hear, man. It's of, exciting it's too. It's a sort of, um, Mercury bank. I don't know. For startups, 
but at the same time we don't go into concentration risk okay as it happened with spb silicon valley bank so we won't really engage in mortgages and um, heavy loans okay that is um our core business is just to pres money preservation okay and and then of course you can build uh, your own portfolio as you wish with etfs cryptos and uh yeah Excellent. Yeah, no, I, I can't wait to, uh, can't wait to uh, try it out. And then, um, I'm sure a lot of, a lot of listeners are, uh, interested in this product, in these various product lines and interested as well in the safety and security that will be offered. Um, I, we're running up on time, but if you, uh, have any final thoughts or advice, maybe you want to give any of the, uh, younger listeners or guys who are just starting out their journey, maybe they're a bit stuck in their entrepreneurial path. Um, any final closing thoughts, uh, things you want to leave the audience with? Absolutely. So I would always tell you, remember, um, the key fundamental analysis metrics when you uh, consider any type of investment. So I know that you're very focused as youngster, uh, millennials, uh, generations into cryptos. Uh, but always keep in mind the following. Um, crypto, I still believe is not a currency, okay? It lacks few of the uh, features that um, is required to be a currency, so exchangeability, keeping the value, and being fully um, loaded by the state central governments, okay? Um, and today it is not, unfortunately. Keep also in mind, as crypto investors, the most important thing is um, not just the volatility of the crypto itself, which is risky, but also the custody. So what happened with FTX and other major, unfortunately, uh, crypto exchanges was that they went out of market because of risky uh, business models. Um, so we think FTX was a sort of Ponzi scheme, uh, the sort of Madoff alike, promising high interest rates, you know, on every on every deposit. And uh, behind was, in my opinion, a complicit bank, Silvergate. Uh, which also, by the way, uh, closed down today. And it should have been a parade of red flags. So situations like this in Switzerland will not happen. And we truly believe that by being a fully certified bank, custody is uh, brought to another level of safety. Okay. So because of stricter and um, high higher equity buffers of Swiss banks compared to Americans and more conservatism okay we're able to make sure that our customers going into crypto won't ever experience a similar situation and that's why matter of fact billion of uh, cryptocurrencies are flowing into swiss vaults on a weekly basis so you can read plenty of articles about how switzerland now is the best uh, place that uh, fully welcome the digital asset and cryptos and as the opposite of a spectrum, you see that in China and other governments is not, in China is not allowed um, the crypto investing. And in US, um, the storage of his assets is as well not so welcome as in Switzerland. Mm -hmm. So no. if I have to give you, if I have to give you um, a final thought is um, keep in mind that today's situation is, um, the snapshot of your life as it is today will change a lot in the next uh, in the next 20 years okay so always be responsible with your finances with a leverage 
with uh, the credit, okay? With uh, keep in mind that the 401k uh, might not be available for you, okay? So your retirement account might, might disappear. Uh, what is happening in uh, the US in the past, uh, I would say 50 years is that population has been aging. Uh, economy output on GDP has been uh, slowed down significantly. And um, uh, unfortunately, these large pension funds like Alpsters, Californian teachers, and all these big institutions have always to increase the risk, to increase the returns, because uh, you, have, you have to give more output, right, to this aging population. And so right. they went a lot into a lot into bad investments. Let me tell you this, from uh, risky venture capital to synthetic products. In Wall Street, they tell the more complex the product, the better it is because the customers won't get it. So <laughs> that's a, that's a <laughs> yeah, I remember those weeks too. <laughs> but, but that's a scary lesson, yeah. yeah. Oh man, uh, no, I, I, I agree, yeah. The... And it's all about generational wealth, guys. It's good that you want to build, that you want to grow the money, but you have to preserve it, okay? That's the key, to be really successful in the long term. Rule number yeah. one, Warren Buffett, don't lose the money. Rule number <laughs> two, follow the rule number one. <laughs> yeah, I was left because I knew that one was coming. I love that one. Um, no, uh, regardless, thank you for uh, imparting that to the audience. It's a useful lesson for myself and for uh, the uh, entrepreneurs up and coming. And I'm sure, uh, you know, years down the road when we're rewatching this and the audience comes back, we'll note these. Um, uh, Julie, I want to thank you again uh, for joining Thanks me on Thanks this podcast you. again. Um, and I, I look forward to, uh, you know, working together in the future with Global Five Bank and hopefully having you up another show to talk about uh, more engaging topics. So Absolutely. thank you again. All Looking right. forward. Thank you, Justin. Of course. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Approaching Infinity. Make sure to follow us to be notified of new episodes and feel free to reach out directly on LinkedIn at Justin Rupnarine, on Instagram at JRLive7 or Twitter at Justin underscore 777 underscore.